This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast, your destination for in-depth discussion and analysis of the Premier League, the Champions League, the Europa League, and a little bit of Europa Conference League as well today. I'm Robbie Musto, he's Robbie Earl, and here are today's topics. Manchester City jump out to a commanding lead over Bayern Munich at the Etihad. Chelsea 4-2-0 to Real Madrid in Spain, but were they fortunate it wasn't worse? Manchester United squander a 2-0 lead to Sevilla at Old Trafford in the Europa League and West Ham settle for a 1-1 draw with Gint in Belgium in the Conference League. That's what we've got coming up in today's episode. And mostly before we get into the midweek football in Europe, some big special news announced this week. Uh, Here is the announcement. The Premier League is heading to the US this summer. Get ready for the first ever Premier League pre-season tournament with six Premier League clubs in five East Coast cities. Aston Villa... Brentford, Brighton, Chelsea, Fulham and Newcastle will play in Atlanta. Harrison, New Jersey, Orlando, Philadelphia and Landover, Maryland. The action kicks off on July 22nd and goes through to July 30th. For all those viewers and listeners who want more information, head over to www.premierleague.com forward slash summer series to learn more. Find out all the information about the games, where you can get tickets, where the venues are. And Mr. Muster, we're going to have some work to do in the summer, but what a great tournament it's going to be. The summer, first summer series of Premier League teams over here in the US. Absolutely, my friend. Absolutely. It should be fun. It should be fun. I yeah. think um, I mean, we've seen the Premier League teams tour the US before. This is different. This, yeah. is, the, this is different. This is Premier League organized, ran. Yeah. NBC are going to cover the games uh, mm-hmm. in a full manner. And, you know, there's going to be some good games out. You know, Americans want to see, yeah, they're not Premier League matches, but they're going to know a lot of the teams and the players. And, you know, towards the end of July is when teams kind of, they ramp it up a little mm. bit. So these are important games for their preparation for the upcoming season. And I think as well, we'll see, uh, talking to some of our bosses today, we're also going to have the opportunity to maybe go to some training, to talk to mm. one or two players, one or two managers. And that's the time sometimes when you either off camera and you can sit down and, and we've picked up, so much great stuff from, remember, talking to Nuno Espirito Santos. We talked to Pep Guardiola. We talked to Jurgen Klopp before the season start. Yeah. When you can get into those managers and get a sense of what they're looking for, what they've done in the summer, what their, what their next plans are. So, um, yeah, yeah great, great opportunity, uh, great chance for us to get a little bit closer to teams mm. in the Premier League. Mm. Right, mate, we've got a great Premier League, but we've also got a great European campaign. Let's start with Manchester City 3, Bayern Munich 0 at the Etihad. Um, I'll let you kick off here, mate, because I know <laughs> we, we've had a, a, a production call today and, and we've touched on, really, the quality and the excellence of Manchester City against one of the most dangerous teams in the Champions League, a team that many feel could go on and win it. Mm. 
Well, yeah, that's going to be difficult now uh, for Bayern Munich to go on and win it. Um, but what a game, Rob. What a game. I mean, it, it, this was, and we know at this stage of this tournament, it's the best football there is around. It's football at its finest. And, you know, and we love the Premier League and we get some amazing stories and games in that. But I personally, Rob, it, it's something about playing the best teams from other countries. You don't get to see them. Um, and, of course, Man City, Bayern Munich. It was a great game, Rob. Very great intensity, great quality, great tactical kind of interesting parts to it it was a it was a brilliant brilliant game of football two teams that that you know it was it was fairly even by the way the mm. first half Rob. both mm. teams had their little bit of spell of possession and looking yeah. creative then by me it would come back and, and do their side of things as well just um i always like to start rob by just looking at the lineup and what's going through the, the managers heads yeah and you know we've seen pep Guardiola pep Guardiola in the past rob that maybe overthinks it overcomplicates yeah. it, changes things and, and does things like, wow, that's kind of different. Um, There's only one tiny little tweak to what he's been, yeah, he's really wrinkle. settled yeah. on. And it wasn't, didn't make that much difference, but I thought it was, it was an important change and I thought yeah. it helped. And that was John Stones. Now mm-hmm. we know that John Stones, when City have possession, comfortable possession, he yeah. pops into midfield yeah. um, to play alongside Rodri, um, gives them that foundation. Yeah, like double pivot is the is the mm. is the word, isn't it? Where they can they're holding, they're protecting, um, and then he would f- um, drop back into right back. In yeah. this game, he didn't. The change was he dropped back immediately deep Center. behind himself to centre mm. back yeah. to, to to continue Mamola Kanji mm. in the right back position and. Yeah. Looking at who he's played against, you could see why he did it. John Stones is a in had a brilliant game, by the way. Yeah. But Mamala Kanji um, is a better one-on-one defender. So Leroy yeah. Sani, of course, Absolutely. you know all about him. Is super he was a quick. dangerous player, by the way. I thought yeah. in the first half. Yeah, he got him. At, he got him at left back, Rob. Yeah. Um, and then you got Afonso Davies. So when Bayern had the side, uh, mm-hmm. had the ball, which happened a lot, by the way, City. Yeah. They go, they go into almost like a 4-4-2 then with a Kanji at right back and not yeah. Stones. Um, I thought it was a, 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 this was a smart move. And by the way, Rob, we'll get on to some of the star performers later. But particularly in that first half, I'm, I'm writing down ticks after the name of Mamala Kanji many yeah. times, yeah. many times, many times. He didn't get many headlines afterwards and maybe mm. the second half others stepped up. But I thought a Kanji... What yeah. what a signing he's been, Rob. And he's one of these mm. four centre-backs of Man City are playing now that I've said yeah. for a while now. I like it. I, I just like that defensive first mentality in this team. More players on that side of it than we've seen before. Um, but I thought Akanji was good. But that really, Rob, was the only kind of tactical yeah. tweak. Yeah. And I thought as well that Stones, and you're right, in terms of the Akanji against Sané, he's physically better suited to that. Mm. I also thought that John Stones, and maybe because of what he's done when he plays in midfield, but also John Stones is a decent footballer. I thought he, he, yeah. he's passing out the back with sharp, nice shot into really midfield. Really good. Mm. It was interesting, Rob, because, you know, as we're watching the game, we start to write our headlines. First thing I thought was, and I said, I wrote down, was serious City tonight. It's like mm. a City team that respect mm. the opposition. And the respect came through, you've talked about the four centre-backs and, I kind of wrote down, you know, obviously it was it was Akanji, it was Stones, it was Diaz and it was Ake, who, you know, Ake and Akanji have probably been the underappreciated stars of, of that back four in some respect. But then you stick Laporte in there as well. It's four of five, Rob, and you've talked about those centre-backs, which in some way made me think, hmm, Pep, you know, we've continually, 
you know, looked at why Pep hasn't quite been able to get this City team over the line. And you've talked about in the past, he won't defend. He won't have attention to defending. Has he changed, Rob? Has, 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 has something changed him to understand? If you think of those back four, and I stick Rodri as the pivotal, hold or pivotal, yes, Stones can come in, Gundogan mm. can go there, but I'm talking four with, with Rodri. You're talking five defensive-based players yeah. with one yeah. floater. Has he decided that that's the base to allow everything else to happen going forward? Because... It's different, Rob. It's a bit more. It's a bit different than we've seen from Pep in the past. Listen, I, I think it's it's a little bit different, Rob. But not. Mm. You know, I still watch the game, Rob, and I'm thinking, God, this this is so open. Okay, and I thought I I, th- I watched that first half, and I mm. thought that both teams, you know, like in general, like and we've said it before, and you kind of learn it when you do coaching badges that teams should remain compact, yeah. you know, all times and try yeah. and move up the field together and, and, and move backwards together. This was not like that. No, this was no. two teams that I thought, Rob, that were really good in midfield and they got, mm. they'd love to get on their front foot and attack, but they expected their defenders to defend as individuals. Yeah. They didn't get a ton of protection. Now, we know the Stones, you know, but even so the wide forwards didn't really come back and help out. So what I saw was Bayern Munich getting asked tons of questions. Yeah. They basically, they, they, they got stretched too far in the second half. But also mm-hmm. in the first half, Man City. I don't think we've seen their defenders, Akanji, Stones, Diaz, yeah. Diaz all of them, really, uh, yeah. stretching, yeah. Rob, being mm-hmm. stretched yeah. by, by the opponents. And so you had this kind of end-to-end game where, all right then, you go and attack. Yeah. And, and, and both sets of defenders were asked to do that. And, and in a way that we very rarely get to see Man City defenders asked to defend and yeah. get people dribble at them and great movement and great runs in behind. And, and that's what I enjoyed about it. Bayern Munich had periods of good possession. Yeah. The City don't often face in the Premier League that teams have really good possession because mm. they're not that super technical on the ball. And... Um, you know, the way it, it, it second half obviously changed and Pep talks about he'd made little subtle changes yeah. um, that fixed a few issues that he felt that his team had and they oh, went yeah. on and, and really dominated and Bayern oh, uh, kind of fell apart a little bit and, and couldn't handle it, you know? Do you know the, the phrase I've heard? Well, first on, on the defending side in that, um, in terms of, of, you're right, I heard some of the players talking after Rob, which which I was pleased about as well how important the clean sheet was. I never used to think that was what was important in Pep's teams. You know, if you lose 3-1 or 3, you know, it was outscoring we've talked about was how they were going to win the Champions League. Yeah. Maybe there's another thought, there's a, there's a different, like, listen, we're so good, we've got to find a way to get over the line and maybe this is what it is. It's funny, Rob, because I wrote, I wrote a phrase down after about 60 minutes um, of, of the game, like, Bayern Munich was starting to tap out. You know, in the UFC teams where eventually a team, uh, 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 somebody grabs you and is it the, do they call it the, the chokehold or something? It's like City eventually put you in the football chokehold. Yeah. And I just thought about 60 minutes, Bayern Munich started to tap out. Like, it was just too much. It was too intense. It was coming in waves. It was, you know, Bernardo Silva. It was Jack Grealish. Not only their football, Rob, but I thought their pressing, their closing was really, really good mm. in the top mm. half of the pitch. Mm. Um, you know, the goal set that, that we see, Rodri with the beauty, um, yeah. you know, to get them off. And then Bernardo Silva, he brings him into the T-bomb. I mean, Bernardo Silva, I mean, two ticks for, for him. Yeah. And, that, and then the great man up front. And I, I want to go to, you know, Erling Haaland, 45 goals across all competitions. I think that's the most ever by a Premier League player across all competitions already, and he's still got games to go. 
He gets the third goal, Robin. I didn't think it was a, was one of those, you know, brilliant Haaland days. I thought he played his part. He assists mm. him one, he scores the other. Mm. But is his third goal part of what might also help City to go a bit further? Is that a game City might win 2-0 without him? Yeah, good question. So, so yeah, that extra goal. And, and by the way... It gives it, it, it gives it a different feel, doesn't it? 3-0 yeah. feels different than a 2-0 win. 2-0 world's great. But 3-0 just give you like, mm. they've got to score three or four to win it and mm. we've got not score at all. Yeah. Is his extra little bit of, yeah. of input at the top end of the pitch just that important thing? Now we've got the defending, right? If, if, if he delivers up front, we should all be these yeah. things go far. I think, right, I, I think that's a great point. And I think between the two parts um, of the defensive, you know, mm. and by the way, Bayern Munich did have chances. Remember, yeah, Musiala had a sure. chance that he, mm. he, he got he's a brilliant block from, I can't remember who blocked it now. Uh, Diaz, that, Diaz, had a a Diaz had a great yeah. block. He spreads himself yeah, spread and makes that block. Yeah. So, yeah. so another day. In, by the way, wasn't it? I was yeah. going in. Yeah. So between that and, and, and it's still not perfect and it never will be with City because they, because no. they're so on the front foot. And, um, yeah, Erlen Haaland's extra goal was giving them that extra buffer. I, I don't think I've said it before, Rob. Um, and I've said in previous pods, European pods, mm. I feel differently about City this year. Yeah. Well, I, I definitely feel now that this is their year, Rob. Uh, and mm. with Ireland and with this ex- this little bit different defensively and, and, and the, this 3-2-4-1, which is, I mean, I, I don't think they did that in mm. such a such an obvious way last year. I just think they're, they're, they're so grooved. They're so comfortable. The balance of the team is better in mm. terms of artists and soldiers. We just talked about that. And you've got the guy up front that's going to, even this goal he scored, Rob, with his right foot. Yeah. I just liked his calmness about yeah. it. It wasn't it's easy. Finished. Like no, it, it was a nice, finish. calm really finish. finish. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think this year they're going to do it, Rob. I think this mm. year they look to be, I know there's other teams and the Italian sides, you know, still to play out yeah. and stuff. Um, yeah. And Real Madrid, you know, again, we'll chat about them in mm. a second. Uh, of course, superb. I just feel like this is the the most complete City team mm. in this competition that I've seen, and I think that gives them the best chance to win it for for well yeah. for, for for all time, really. Yeah, I'd agree, mate. I thought it was one of the best City performances we've seen in the Champions League for a Pep Guardiola team. Mm-hmm. And that's against one of the best, mm-hmm. if not one of the most dangerous opposition. I know people might say not strength, no Muller and, and Mane didn't start, whether, whether you know, he should have or he, he, he hasn't been in brilliant form since the turn of the World Cup. But, um, yeah, mm-hmm. I thought they were outstanding. And I thought that tension to defending is what's made the difference. The tension mm-hmm. to not to say... We're not going to get beat. You know, we're throwing bodies in. That back four of centre-backs whose prime um, incentive is to keep a clean sheet and talk about a clean sheet. The rest of the pitch takes care of itself. And the other thing, Rob, that, that I think I mentioned this morning is this guy's Pep's management of, of people, situations. And I don't know if he's got a manual. I don't know if he's got a matrix. I don't know if he's just close work with his, his data analysis team. But... At this time of the season, Rob, I can never I know. remember a team that are just peaking into form. Oh. I think it's five straight wins in the Premier League, you know, all, cost, all competitions. It's Jack Grealish right where you want him at the moment. It, it, it's John Stones, Kanji, Arkad playing with the confidence now and the belief that they're first team players. It's Laporte waiting to come in and play a part when he has to, has to play a part. 
It's it, it's Bernardo Silva, Rob, who you know hasn't been as much of a picture with Mares, and he brings him in. I thought he was excellent with his yeah, dribbling, with his intensity, with his understanding of the role. It's just, I, it's got to be more than luck, Rob. That this keeps happening at this time of the year, each season for Pep. And sometimes you know where we see those like, and Foden, I think, is the only one who's injured, just coming yeah. back now. But we see, you know, those periods where Kevin De Bruyne is not involved for like four or five mm. games and we scratch your head mm. and, and, mm. and, you know, Jack might not be or Foden might not be or Mares. Mm. Is that his bit? I remember when Sir Alex back in the day used to almost say to some of his stars, go and have a weekend off, mm. you know, go and, yeah. and then come back. Is that him just managing things a little early in the season before we all thinking mm. about titles and, and Champions mm. League and things? Is that just giving people time and, and not as much intensity? I think it's a good shout. Yeah, like, so he, he's he's getting his, it's almost like his objective, even if there's a few defeats along the way, is to get yeah. his team in absolute perfect condition for, for April and May and yeah. the running with the big games. Because he knows that's when the real games come for City. Mm-hmm. You knock out stages of the Champions League and, of course, a run into the Premier League. And, and you're right. I mean, every season, and, and there's times where I get I get fooled. I get sucked in like, this isn't going to be their year. Like, yeah. they can't go again. They, they, right now, they look like they can be, they will be anybody's put in front of them. Anybody's put in front of them. And, you know, we know that this Premier League title race is going to be brilliant. But, my goodness, Arsenal must be like, Crikey, like, you know, they play them, don't they, soon? And and, uh, it's just just, just whether this very busy period for for City Mm. in the Premier League and the Champions League, whether they, you know, there's a couple of times they take the eye off the ball, a little bit of rotation, different players coming in that might might change that. Um, Can I just ask you on that just before we move on? Because it kind of bypassed me and I read it somewhere in, in one of the reports after the game. There's a, there's a treble on for, for for Pep, by the way. Champions yeah. League, Premier League and FA Cup. I mean, mm. it all comes up now in the next think, nine or ten games. It could all start to, to unfold. Mm. Is that too much? I can't, I can't say yeah. Why, why would I say yes with this, with this team and the way that they're playing right now and the depth that they've got? I, it's incredible the, 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 the lack of injuries they get, Rob. They yeah. always get like, they might get one, two or three. They just, yeah. they just don't, they, whether it's rotation, whether they do their yeah. a ton of due diligence in terms of signing players that have a good injury. I don't know what it is. The way that they play, maybe because they have so much of the ball, they don't have to strain themselves so much. Um, I don't, I don't know. No, it's not. It's not too much for them, Rob. But you know, given given what they're doing right now, I mean, it yeah. it, I, it was just a great night for football. Yeah. Tell, I'll tell you, actually think about it. You know, it wasn't a great night for them. You, should, you know, just Upper Meccano. Yeah, yeah. Upper Meccano, mm-hmm. centre back. I, yeah. I mean, we we rarely mm-hmm. we rarely see a player like almost collapse. Yeah. In terms of his confidence and his abilities on the field, yeah. I mean, he got caught for the goal. Mm-hmm. He kept giving the ball away. It was it was tough to watch actually, yeah. you know. And he's he's a player that we've everybody's raved about over the last mm-hmm. couple of seasons. How he's come forward and he's improved and he's a, a star defending player. My goodness, he had an absolute nightmare, Robin, that <laughs> yeah, second half. It was one of them. You could see his teammates kind of patting oh, him and crying, and you know, yeah, you're okay. I know. Yeah. yeah, I know. It's funny, isn't it? This league and how it plays and and the intensity you've. You, you know, you play City, you've got, you've got to be up for it for the full 90 minutes. And, and that's that kind of tapping out I talk about, where is you down? It just comes from so many different sources. Um, yeah, it, it I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what I would say, Rob, you know, just, just watching the game and stuff. I'm not, I don't feel that I can comfortably say right now it's over. I can't no, until no, the first goal goes in, in, in the second leg. 
Because I think I've just said, you know, it was like my last line. Like, I don't think Pep will allow his team to think this is done. Yeah, well, and rightly so. And rightly so. They, yeah. they could have scored two goals. Yeah. They had a really bad second half. They're going to be at home. You know, we know that these sort of teams can go on little mm. runs where the fans get by and they bang in a couple of goals quickly. Until that first goal goes in, then we're going to know, I think. Yeah. If City score the first goal, then it is over. If Bayern Munich score the first goal, particularly if it's in the first half, we, we, we could have a game on and we could have a, you know, a brilliant match to watch. But it, it, it's not... It's just not. It's just not all over yet. In terms, no. you know, I, I but, think Bayern will find. There, there seems to be a, a newfound hunger, Rob, about City that is yeah. also impressive. And, and we talked about because of maybe the defence, because you got this guy up front scoring goals for fun. Mm. Um, little mention again, Jack Grealish, Rob, who continues to Look show his worth mm. now, become a really important part of, of this Man City team. Remember, was it last season he talked about how difficult it was playing in Pep's team, coming from the line, coming inside, making the right angles, and always getting the ball. But he, he looks like he's right on top of his game now. Good decision-making, a little bit more daring and, and taking more gambles with the ball, um, more productive in and around the 18-yard box. The kind of jack we saw at, at Villa, but with a bit more discipline in his role. At Villa, yeah. he could play where he wanted and the rest of the team would adjust itself around him and he'd be the star. In this team, he has to be a lot more controlled. But um, he, he's definitely... It might have taken him two years to, to get to level, but he, he's definitely, Rob, now starting to show. And I think um, Pat must be delighted in terms of the money they spent, what they're starting to see. Mm. Yeah, I agree with that, mate. And I think it comes in numbers, doesn't it? It comes in mm. production and goals and assists. I think everything else, he's such a good footballer. He's just good on the ball. And he's technically yeah. very good. Doesn't give it away very often. You know, he moves well. I, I like in the recent weeks that he's shown a little bit of hunger to get back and, and sprint yeah. back to help defensively, yeah. which is a sign of his confidence, sign of him enjoying his football. Yeah. So that's what you're seeing. And, uh, it's great. It's, it's, it's interesting to see where his seeding is going to be. You know, he, he, I did think, oh, is this is he is this going to be it? He's going to fail to kick on at this level, but yeah. maybe he's showing us now actually. You know, Pep's with some Pep's words and a little mm. bit of help tactically and stuff that he's going to produce a lot more for them. And uh, yeah, he's having a, he's having a really good couple of months in the in the team. Just before we go, mate, I don't know if you saw the news. Uh, the, the, there was a buy-in bust up in the uh, away dressing room. <laughs> Mane and, and Leroy Sane um, apparently went head-to-head and, and, and to the point where Sane's been dropped from the Hoffenheim game on Saturday uh, and d- due to be fined due to the misconduct. So, I mean, that's another example of really just the frustrations in that buy-in dressing room when, listen, they, they, they've eventually got taken apart um they couldn't stand up to what City did and unrest in the dressing room. Not a great sign for Thomas Tuchel before uh, next week, although, listen, he can use that maybe as a bit of a siege mentality, uh, mm. as you say. And if they get the first goal in that atmosphere with that quality of player, mm. you never know. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? 
Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle. Because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider. And also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave. All right, mate. Um, Okay, let's move on to Mm. another game that we had our eyes all over. Um, Frank Lampard. Mm. Chelsea manager um, to the end of the season now. Real Madrid 2, Chelsea nil. Goals from, who else? Karen Benzema on 20, mm. 22 minutes, I think it was. And Asensio off the bench scores. Uh, first time strike with his left foot that kind of goes in between legs. And yeah. uh, goalkeeper Kepa can't keep it out on the 74th minute. So you, mm. Real Madrid have a 2-0 lead going into the second leg. Um, I'll let you start on this one, Rob. What caught your eye? Um... What caught my eye was Chelsea have all this potential, but they, they, they lack structure, Rob. It was a day that, that really brought home the fact that there's no player at the top of the pitch who can score them goals. He played with with, with uh, Sterling and Felix, the highest players, a little bit but split in, in their positions. I got the sense every time they attacked Rob and got to like 20, 25 yards out, there's nobody to play into. There's no real no. focal point to, to their attack. Um I thought it actually, in the end, became relatively easy for Madrid. I thought that Madrid almost got a bit complacent and that maybe let Chelsea in. Mason Mount had a good, had a good effort that was brilliantly blocked by Rudy, which would have changed the complexity. But at 2-0 at Stamford Bridge, if Chelsea get the first goal, Rob, a bit like oh, Bayern have, have got three to get against City, which is a bit harder. Listen, things can change, but I... I didn't see an awful lot there to give me much hope, Rob. As a neutral, mm. not a Chelsea fan, as a neutral, that Chelsea can, can can turn this around. I thought there was a difference in class between the two, and I didn't think Real Madrid played particularly that well. No, I, I thought 1-0 down. Kukurea comes on, makes a mistake, then he gets caught mm. ball watching, yeah. the ball goes well, over. Yeah, sure, well, I mean... Yeah. Should Chiu, Chiu, I'll just let him go through, Rob? And not... you think? Yeah, I mean, it's easier said than done because it's an instinct, isn't it, to try and get his shot? But you grab him, and once he goes down, there's only one conclusion, and then you're up against it with ten men. Yeah, Kulibaly went off injured, didn't he? He went off injured, so yeah. Kukure comes on to play left side centre back. Chirwell is then sent off. Yeah. The only thing I would say, Robert, one nil down. I, uh, I I might have expected Frank Lampard just to to to, to shut it down a little mm. bit more, and and he went. I mean, they they almost benefited from his you know pretty positive attitude yeah, to try and get a goal when yeah. when, when mm. mason mount goes through and almost scores like yeah. wow he almost got their goal but i i would have expected that, that situation when you're away from home your first of two legs there's another game to come yeah. you're a man down at real madrid you're, you're losing one nil mm. let's just let's just go well what would it, you know four four one or, or whatever it is, just leave one up front and just be a little bit more defense minded just to try and shut up shop. It ended up being a little bit, a little bit 
end-to-end. I thought Real Madrid switched off, Robert, 2-0. Yeah. They yeah. switched off a little bit and went a little yeah, bit I casual. Thought, I thought it almost got a bit easy for them, Robert. Yeah. And, you know, they didn't really have the attention, which I think Angelotti will, will address. Um, sometimes, Rob, when they get to the last third now, I can't quite see what they're trying to do. Felix mm. is a dribbler who wants to create and that. Sterling's pacing behind can be a threat if them, but they rarely get him in those positions to, to threaten. Um, we're then looking for either a bit of midfield, backing something up. You know, how many times are they getting to that, those hotspot areas where we're cutting back, where we're just, I don't know, it doesn't seem the structure in the attacking third that I thought Frank might bring. Well, I... I... <sighs> Quite honestly, I don't. I don't know what Frank's going to bring to this. That's different. That's going to get m- more out of them. We we know it's a kind of an odd appointment, but mm. it kind of made sense given yeah. his, yeah. you know, the situation that they're in. Um, I thought Sterling and 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 Felix, like you said, Rob, were. were I mean, there's just looked just looked like they weren't strikers, and they're not. Yeah. They don't want to yeah. be up there together mm. like that. And and God, it's so blooming awkward watching them. It's such a tough watch, Chelsea, because there's no yeah. element of any team. Uh, chemistry yeah. whatsoever and I know it's not easy and I know that mm. the, the last manager maybe switched around a little bit and now Frank Lampard's just trying to find something you know when you look at his midfield Conte, Enzo, Fernandez, and Kovacic it's, it's, a, it's a good looking yeah. middle yeah. three you know you've got two good wing backs in Cherwell and Reese James I mean Reese James I thought had a bit of a tougher yeah, time I mean he, Vinicius is, is, is a piece of work mate he's a piece of work and I thought yeah. well, Diego on the other side give him real Width and pace in the wide areas. I thought that caused Chelsea a problem. Times the three centre backs and then the wide players out there are pushing the, the wing backs. Just thought they they struggled to 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 stand up to that a little bit. The the, the threat from you know I was looking, Rob, and I wrote down Madrid front three and Chelsea front two. I mean it's night and day, isn't it? Mm, mm. Night and day in terms of what you see, what you want, what the threat is. Yeah, and Camavinga, Rob, a midfield player that plays, slots in at left-back, looks a million dollars, looks a million dollars. I mean, you know, Reese James, we all know how great he is going forward. Camavinga, you know, was was was, was, well. was fine, yeah. And Vinicius Jr., I mean, we say every time we watch Real Madrid play, Rob, I mean, he is he is so quick, so direct, such a threat. I mean, it... No one else is, so, Rob. I don't think he gets enough credit. He's a, he's a highly intelligent speedster. Most speed people are, rely on the speed and they just run past you or, you know, make it a race. Mm. He's, he's an intelligent... He stops starts, Rob. He knows when mm. to play inside. His, his combination play off the front man is good. He, he, he finds good pockets of space, like, you know, for the first goal of it, to get involved. He's more than just... I think sometimes we just talk about his pace and we don't give him enough credit for his, his football intelligence. Mm. No, that's right. That's right. I, I thought I thought Real Madrid, Rob, particularly first half, I'm like, I'm like wow, they're, they're super slick. Yeah. They're outclassing... Uh, mm. Chelsea, you know, I, you know. I, I also thought, Rob, just a little, a little detail that we all know. How great Real Madrid are going forward yeah. when their opponents have have decent possession. They're not afraid to really drop off, mm. to really drop off and play. Not, not nowhere, not high press. Yeah. Not really in the, in the middle, but just sit off and, and yeah, sit back behind the ball. Yeah. yeah, let you have it. They don't. Mm. It's not as though they have to feel like they have to have the ball all the time, and they want a dominant possession. They are absolutely fine dropping off, which which obviously helps them when they win it back in terms of counter attacking, in terms of allowing players teams to come on so they can hit them on the counter. So I just, I you know, I just like what they're doing. Ancelotti, um, 
you know, has got them grooved quite nicely. And that's a good advantage, Rob, isn't it? 2-0 yeah, is a two. good advantage to, it, to the bridge. It, it does leave the door open, though, Rob, doesn't it? I think Frank said that. No, but, the door's ajar. It, it gives yeah. us a chance. I mean, if they get the first goal at Stamford Bridge and the fans will be up for it, it's a massive day at Stamford Bridge, Real Madrid in town, it, you know, it'll be packed house, mm. great noise. If they can somehow find a way to get the first goal, Rob, they could, they could yeah. then affect... The, the psyche and the poise of, of Real Madrid that you feel you, is always there. Mm. Um, Cruz and Modric and, and people in the midfield just dominating possession. Um, but is it is it one of those days where they can get the first and turn it up a bit, make it a little bit more Premier League-esque with the speed mm. and intensity? Is that a way they can come out of it? I mean, it's that, got, it's that's got to be the only way. Frank, isn't it? And that's the dream yeah. why, that's the reason he was appointed. Yeah, no, and that's the only way, isn't it? The only way is for that place to go to to get a good early start, get a goal, and somehow try and hold on to that energy for the rest yeah. of the game. And that's where I think that's where I think it falls down, Rob. They might get a goal, they might get a first yeah. goal. The fans will, will be up for it. I just don't fancy Chelsea to be able to maintain that sort of uh, energy to stop yeah. Real Madrid not having great periods with the players that they've got. If Chelsea are on the front foot and attacking. Vinny Jr. is going to be like, okay, I'll pop it over the top because I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be off away sprinting in behind. Benzema is a constant threat, seems to score in every single game I watch him yeah. play. Um, so I, I just don't think, I know what you mean and I know, I know what the Frank said and I, I get that. I just think this Real Madrid team is, is too experienced, mm. um, too good, uh, whether dominating the ball or counter-attacking, not to score and to go through. But uh, it'll be an interesting game to watch. Again, I saw it the weekend, though, Rob. I think Chelsea be Brighton. Um, almost feel like Chelsea need a win to go into this game. A win and a goal or two somewhere, just to, to give people confidence. I think Frank was talking about people are low in confidence. And, you know, I've got to try and instill that and manage them. And it's one of those lot easier things to say than it is to do. But um, you almost feel like a win somewhere. A decent win. A 3-0 win against Brighton would sort of set you up to, to going into that game. Do you know what I mean? Totally, totally, Rob. In fact, my, my, um, I got my son with us at the moment and he said, it's almost like Chelsea need to go and play a flipping League Two side, yeah. batter them eight, nine goals and yeah. just to get the players confident of hitting yeah, the back of the net. Mm. Um, but, but sorry, everybody at Chelsea, but Brighton are not that team. <laughs> and that could be a super awkward mm. match to play yeah. with the way that Brighton dominate the ball. Is it, where is it at this weekend, Rob? Is it, whereabouts is it? Uh, good question. Is it the bridge? Let me get the. Might be the bridge. Where were they last week? Wait. Yeah, it's at the bridge. Oh yeah, home. So, yeah, they're yeah. home against Brighton. Home against Brighton, then home against Madrid on Tuesday. That's right. Yeah. So Saturday, yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. yeah, it's the it's the three o'clock. So ten ten mm. o'clock in in the morning Eastern time game here. Yeah. Uh, on our coverage, so. Yeah, you're right, mate. If they can get a, a confidence booster and, and a victory, I just, I just love Brian at the moment, what they're doing and the way that they're playing under this this new guy. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, you've got to fancy. The, it looks more likely a, a Man City Real Madrid semi final in, in this side of the jaw. In all wow. honesty, it'd have to be it'd be something yeah. special in both those games if if it wasn't the case. Yeah, totally. Um, should we just round up the, the yeah. uh, other games in the Champions League? Benfica and Inter Milan were, were on one side. Uh, Inter Milan get the win. Um, big win on the road for uh, Inter Milan. Romelu Lukaku scoring a penalty. The second goal, I think it was Varela, uh, is it? 51 minutes. Yeah, he got the first goal. goal. Yeah, yeah, and Lukaku gets the penalty of the second, which you would feel gives them good advantage now at home, 2-0 up. 
to um, get through that one. And then AC Milan, Napoli, Rob, maybe a bit of a shock when you think how well Napoli have done and how far they are in the league. This was first versus fourth in Serie A. Napoli, 74 points, 22 points ahead of AC Milan. But AC Milan uh, get the goal, Benacer, with, with it just before half-time. Um, uh-huh. Still possibly fancy Napoli at home. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, when you look at Serie A table, Rob, and, and how they've dominated it, yeah. I mean, I, this is different competition. And of mm. course, knockout is, is different, but I still think so. Um, just just looking back a second, Rob, just rewind a second. Romelu Lukaku, yeah. who said that, scored the penalty goal. Yeah. He, he will go back to Chelsea. <laughs> I know, it's amazing, he's, isn't it? He's, he's I mean, Chelsea who knows? No I mean, who knows who's going to be manager? Who knows how that person might feel about Lukaku coming back? I mean, Lukaku's mm-hmm. had a disappointing season this year in Italy. So yeah. He's had uh, yeah. a lot of criticism. He's had a lot of stick. He's had unfortunate moments over the last week or so, which have been difficult personal moments for himself. Mm-hmm. Um, is it a clean slate when he goes back, Rob, though? Is it, is it a clean slate? Do the Chelsea fans, you know, move on and say what was said was said? He's now a Chelsea player. It's a different football club. It's different managers, different owner. Is it? Is it? Are we in a position where he could come back and, and be that guy? Just doesn't quite feel like me, it, does he? If, if things start going me. wrong, yeah, I think it's one of them. Oh, he wasn't yeah. right in the first place. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I think it's time. It, it, it's that's not the way to go. To go no. back like that, and, and a guy that has been temperamental, and he, when he's mm. when he's happy and he's playing well. When it isn't going so well, then then problems start a little bit. So I think it's absolutely time, if possible, to move him on permanently yeah. somewhere and try and find a different direction. Um, yeah. Osman, awesome. you know, centre forward who can grow with a football club who wants to be there, and yeah, you know, they've, they've got to go and do their, their business in the summer, aren't they? Although yeah. we don't know with financial play, fair play and all those things, what's quite going to happen at, at Chelsea? Yeah, they've got to sell a lot of players, Rob. Yeah, isn't they've got to sell a lot of players, aren't they? In, in the yeah. summer, so yeah, it's going to be an interesting time. We'll see if Frank's there as well. I thought he was. He was asked Rob about after the season. He said, "I can't, you know, my my roles till May the twenty eighth, and then we'll sit down and whatever." But mm. Just don't think that it, it, unless, listen, unless they come out flying on Tuesday night and, and turn over Real Madrid and then who knows. But uh, if, they win the, if they win the Champions League, he stays on. If, if yeah, not, then yeah, there's, there's no chance. Yeah, yeah there's no chance. Go spread the word. When you get a fresh, hot McCrispy from McDonald's and you can feel the heat coming through the bag, don't try to wait till you get home. Always respect hot chicken. The McCrispy only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's move it to the Europa League, my friend, because uh, mm. Manchester United were playing Sevilla. Um, Sevilla not in brilliant format. I had no. a look in, in, in 
La Liga, they're 13th in the league, 12 losses um, this season, five points above the bottom three. So it wasn't a severe team in great form, but we know it's a severe team with great history in this competition. I think six times winning, Rob. Um, yeah. Competition and, and have got done well in Champions League as well when, when they got in there. Um, but it, it didn't quite go to plan for, for United. Uh, Zabitza got a couple of goals, two in 21 minutes, which is starting to prove an important player he, he can play. He played more in the 10, Rob. Yeah. Martial. I know. With um, Sancho and Anthony either side, which is a bit different because obviously Bruno and Casemiro were, were sitting as the uh, the two in behind them. I think you talked about Bruno's ability to... to mm run a game from a deeper position, sometimes when he's under less pressure. And again, that was the case. But it, from a 2-0 win, 2-0 lead 21 minutes up, robbing the game and looking like they could go and get three or four and put it to bed, we end up with a 2-2 draw for Manchester United. Two own goals um, for United that give Sevilla the, the goals. Uh, an injury to Varane, an injury yeah. to Martinez. Obviously, yeah. uh, Rashford's out, out and maybe not going to be right for next week. Bruno Fernandes got a, sec- a yellow card that takes him out of the second leg next week. Which is a joke of a yellow card, by the way. Yeah, joke of a yellow card. With, I don't know how he's supposed to get out of the way. Uh, but all of a sudden, Rob, from what was looking like a pretty easy route into the semi-finals, now mm. looks very, very different. It's funny, you know, watching Manchester United, yeah. and I, I got, I, you know, I really, I really enjoy watching Man United yeah, right now, yeah. Rob, because of the. The, the the attacking nature of the coach mm. and of the team and the expansive nature. Yeah. You know, Sabitza playing as a number 10 and Bruno yeah. playing as a, yeah. as a six next to... I mean... Weird, isn't it? <laughs> the, he's, he, does, he does things very differently, but mm. fair play, Rob, because you can't say... You know, like it's, it's like um, Val Verkos playing as a number 10 yeah. when you've got Bruno. It's like, wow, he has some very different mm. sort of takes... And for the most part, it's been good. United yeah. are getting better. They play, yeah. but they're but they're so attacker-minded, Rob. That the, the, their games, they're a bit of a flipping. That you, you can't take your eyes off them because mm-hmm. there's no sense of 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 um, changing his philosophy. Unless a team really are great with the ball and force yeah. him not to have it, they're going to have the ball. They're going to throw people forward. They're going to play wide. They're going to, you know, it, it, there's never a dull moment at Man United right now, Rob. End to end, attacking, expansive. But really, really good to watch. Now yeah. I, I'm sat on my on my on my couch watching this game. Second half, I'm like, ah, what's going on in the football world? I'm checking news because yeah, because yeah. I think this game is kind of yeah. it's over. Now you talked about the injuries. Now Varane went off at half time, yeah. and from half time, um, they made five. I think all five subs. All five subs. Now, yeah, they were with ten men, but at the end of the game, yeah, with, with mm. you know obviously injuries. The yeah. Lissandro Martinez injury, Rob, okay? Yeah, it doesn't look Now, the, the number one thing that we are, that we we're installed in us at NBC yeah. is to, you know what I'm going to say. Don't speculate ne- on injuries. Don't speculate friend. on injuries because we don't know. And it's no. absolutely right. We, we yeah. don't know what that injury was. But. Yeah. What, do, what does your football experience and sense? I know what mine is and, and, well, and you, I had you, a similar injury, I've got to tell you. It was a metatarsal. Ah, uh, you think it? You think it's? I did something thought. similar. And turned on a ball and and cracked my metatarsal. There was nobody near me, and it was uh, the same thing. I couldn't put my foot down, and uh, I ended up having having um, steel pins put in in my foot. I mean, what? What? what and I'll I'll chuck so him. I'm, I'm definitely not going to speculate, but all I'm saying is <laughs> I had a similar injury, and it happened very similar to to 
what happened to Martinez. No. And I, I am not speculating in any way, mm. but all I would say is it, there was a training ground incident that I saw where a player moved quickly, nobody around him with the ball moving forward, and went down like, like, like that, yeah. and he had uh, ruptured his Achilles tendon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which um, is the, one of the worst injuries a, a, a footballer yeah. can do, whether it was past or current day. Yeah, so it, 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 again, like, it's, it, we don't know. We no, don't know. No, it's we, just we should wait for the medical yeah. people and all that. But we're just giving a sense of having been in the game and seen those kind of injuries and have, have known what they are in the past. I think the, the overriding thing is, Rob, it doesn't look good. No. It doesn't look good. It doesn't look like a quick one. It doesn't. And, and he has been so important to that back line when Varane hasn't played, if Maguire's come in or Lindelof's come in, they've been with him and he's been aggressive. He's been strong defensively. He's got a good spirit about him. Mm. Um, yeah, I think the quote from Ten Hag after is, it doesn't look great. It's, it's the amount uh, of games they're playing, Rob, aren't they? Mm, success yeah, in the League Cup, the still in the yeah. FA Cup, and this mm. competition, the Europa League. I mean, it's a, it is a lot of games to play, and, I, and he's, he's moaned about it, yeah, and, yeah. I, and well, I get it. He lost Rashford, hasn't he, last week? The, the, yeah. A few games again. If, if, if Martinez goes down, that's two of his best players, Rob. Yeah. Um, but there's still enough quality in Manchester United to go and win in Seville. Yeah. This, there's absolutely enough quality there. I mean, they might have to patch things up a little bit, but they've still got, you know, Ericsson's back in, in the fold. Martial's back in the team. It's interesting with Martial, Rob, because mm. I, I, I listened to Ten Hag before the game and, and his, even his press conference ahead of the match, talked about Anthony Martial and, 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 and said, We're, we play our best football when Martial's in the team. Mm. I thought it was quite a strong mm. statement. Now, is that my management? Is that giving a bit of confidence and a boost? Is that letting everybody else know out there? Is that opening the door for him? I just thought it was a really interesting, strong statement by mm. the guy when Martial, we all know his talent. We all know, you know, he got a goal at the weekend, but is he going to be productive enough over the course of a season to, to be your number nine? Well, I, I think it's interesting and, and it's probably mm. last chance for, for Man- Anthony Martial, Rob, but we both know that, that sometimes managers come in and changes, change. There's so yeah, many players that I know yeah, that I think yeah. leave the club. A new manager comes in mm. and all of a sudden the manager loves them. They're in the side. The confidence is higher. They start to score goals. The fans get on the side. The team becomes better. It's a better team. So they're in a better team now. Martial's been in some pretty poor Man United yeah. sides over the last yeah. few years. So, and I, I think even his body language is better right now. And by the mm. way, he did a brilliant job for the assist for yeah, so his second goal. Yeah, really good ball, through, yeah. through ball. Lovely and that, that's a bit, of, you know, that movement of nine and mm. ten i mean that was good to watch as well so fair play you know you have martial playing up front maybe you put uh, marcus rashford coming from the left-hand side which which i prefer and they can yeah. by the way they can absolutely rotate yeah, yeah. why not why why mm. not couldn't this be a, a new lease of life for anti martial that 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 for me will be his last chance yeah. been, you know he, he's disappointed from for for a few seasons now but again Different manager, better team, different philosophy, more expansive attacking options, more probably more involved in the game. Did well tonight. Um, it's a chance for him. With Rashford being out, it's absolutely it's a chance it's for him. It's a bit like my underappreciated performer of the week last week, mate, Ollie Watkins, who was on the bench yeah, at times yeah. with Stephen Gerrard. Different turn manager, around. different setup, different team. All of a sudden, Constop's going on. I think 12 Premier mm. League goals and six straight on the bounce away from home. So, yeah, maybe it's a last chance for Martial, but we all know 
the ability's there, the talent's there, the goal threat is there. Can he mm. put it all together and sustain it? Rob, just, just before we move on, mate, I just, I just mm. do want to go back to one big picture question. You know, can, can Eric, can his game management, I saw like some comments afterwards. I had a quick yeah. check around social media and a lot yeah. of United fans were saying, well, I don't know about Eric Ten Hag's game management, all those subs, yeah. the gung-ho nature. Mm. Is it, and we've seen teams before, Rob, that, that when he's had a bad day, it's a really bad day because he yeah. doesn't really change. He's like, I don't care how Man City play or yeah. Liverpool or yeah. some of these other he's sides. Do his thing. I'm going to just continue yeah. doing it. Do you have a problem with that or, or is that no, the best I, way to go? I don't because I think eventually when you're going to match United, you have to have that strength of character and belief in what you're doing, Rob. Listen, I'm not saying that it tactically at times, but I think I think during the course of the season, you looked over the course of the work from where United started, he's made a lot more good decisions than, than bad ones. Um, mm. You talked about, you know, players playing in different positions, um, you know, getting more better form out of players, you know, the Martials, the Wambasakas. Yeah, Scott McTominay's. Um, but I'm know, talking. Yeah. I'm talking more like game game management. Yeah, I hear you on the game management point. But but I I think you either believe in what he's doing, the way he's going to do. I think eventually, Rob, he's going. He wants better players doing what he wants to do. I don't think he he, he feels like he he's going to change his, his game management because he hasn't because the quality isn't good enough. I think he's going to continue to try and play the way he does and be quite attacking. And Manchester United fans, when it works, love it because they say mm. that's who Man United are. Mm. Maybe going to have to put up with a few days when it's not quite so good. I don't think he's a reining it in. Listen, I think he likes a structure and an org- organisation. I think his teams have to have a responsibility when they haven't got the ball. But I also think he wants to be front foot and expansive when he can be. Which is almost all the time, Rob, isn't it? Which is almost all the time. I'm just going to quickly finish now. You know, Sir Alex Ferguson, Man United, Mm. absolutely knew when to sit back and defend. We just said it earlier on, Real Madrid. Sometimes, it's okay, we're going to sit back and let another ball. Mm. That doesn't seem to be the case. Um, It's just something to keep an eye on. Listen, we, we... I think we both agree it's been a breath of fresh air. Yeah. I love watching Man United now. There's never a dull moment and it is super open and expansive. I just yeah. wonder at certain times in matches, you know, he might be a little bit more, more careful, but we'll see. Yeah. Go spread the word. When you get a fresh, hot McCrispy from McDonald's and you can feel the heat coming through the bag, don't try to wait till you get home. Always respect hot chicken. The McCrispy only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. In closing, mate, mm. West Ham were in Belgium at Ghent in the Europa Conference League. Uh, they had a goal disallowed through again with a handball. was pretty obvious handball when, when you saw it close up. But then mm. Danny Ings gave them the lead. But they let that lead go, Rob. Uh, you know, got uh, a 1-1 draw away from home. Didn't particularly perform that well. I just saw it on the background, kept looking up. Didn't particularly perform that well in the uh, second leg. And I think that was a bit of a missed opportunity. I know they've they still got their home game to come and should give them advantage. But, mm-hmm. you know, with troubles and still not, not safe in the Premier League and, and attention on that as well, I, th- I just thought this was a game they could have gone on and maybe got a second goal and maybe a li- make it a little bit easier in the second leg. Do you think that 
unless West Ham win the Europa Conference League, that mm. David Moyes is going to go in the summer anyway. Because that's a lot of the word on the street is that yeah. they're going to look for a new manager. Mm. If he wins that competition, yeah. I think it continues. Otherwise, yeah. I think they I will agree. look for somebody different. I think it feels like he's yesterday's man and they want a bit more of this current and new mm. and, and a different outlook in the football. Uh, but as you say, listen, if he goes and wins the Europa League, he's deserved the chance to yes. continue his work. And, and, and you know, that's up on the basis that they stay up, Rob. That's the biggest and most important thing for West Ham United. Europa League's mm. great and would be a, a great uh, trophy for, for West Ham to celebrate. I'm mm. telling you what, it, it's nowhere near making sure they stay in the Premier League. Mm. They should be okay. I think the 30 points they've got right now. Um, yeah. They've had, I think, two wins in the last three. Um, and they did this before. They moved on from mm. from, from managers, yeah, him himself, yeah. uh, to, get, to get, I think it was Pellegrini, I remember. And, mm. and, you know, they wanted a different style of football and they had a big problem. So they've got to be careful if they do decide to go in a different direction. Listen, mate. Um, mm. Oh, just before we wrap it up, actually. Um, oh, yeah. There was some news that came out, actually. The FA have decided to take no further action against Constantine. Constantine Hazakis, uh, the linesman, I think it is, who was involved with the Andrew Robertson uh, incident in the game half, after half-time against Liverpool. Um, any surprise in, in that statement and, and where we are? Yeah, I'm a little surprised, to be honest, mate. I'm a little surprised. I mean, we, we, we don't want to see officials, like, you know, get into trouble and... and mm. uh, you know, retired off or, or, yeah. or demoted or whatever. Um, I still believe it was out of order. You know, there's talk that Robertson was aggressive. What did he say to him? He would put his hand on his arm. And he, you know, I looked at it a few more times just this afternoon and I still think it was a bit, it was over aggressive from the guy. Yeah. I, I think he should yeah. have been suspended for a few games um, and then come back in again. I don't, I don't yeah. think it was anything worse than that. But for, for, to say there's no, you know, cleared of the incident, wow. All right. So. Mm. Yeah, I, I, so I'm surprised. I think it's the FA, isn't it? The FA, Football the FA, Association, yeah, which makes some strange were decisions investigating at times. It, yeah, yeah so, no, I don't know when that means he, he comes back in. Mm. I, I agree with you. I, I probably overreacted a little bit at the weekend in, in, in going a little bit too strong. And, um, you know, I feel like, listen, we don't want people losing their job. We don't want people being suspended. But I do also feel, Rob, strongly that when you're in a position of authority as, as a referee's assistant or a referee and you possibly inflame a situation like that rather than, you know, um, suppressing it. Mm. Um, I, I just thought that there should be a period of, of whatever, if it's a, a miss of yeah. games or yeah. rested for a few weeks just to just to make the point and, and let people know that that's unacceptable and it's not what the football authorities see as being right. But um, in their wisdom, they've decided that they don't feel whether, you know, they feel that Robertson instigated things or there was mm. a contact before. We've seen different angles of different things. Mm. Um, but I'm with you. I just don't feel like we can say that's okay. Of course, I know there's a lot of attention at the moment on referees being protected and, you know, players not running up and all that stuff. And, and we get all that and we, we've been in the game long enough. But yeah. I still don't think the reaction of a, of, a, of a referee's assistant sort of throwing your arm towards a player. I mean, that could have kicked off into something very, very different and, and looked yeah. very, very bad. Yeah. Um, and I, I, listen, I, and, and, and of course, before people jump on, it's like yeah. players' behaviour is pretty bad, isn't it? I mean, mm. players' behaviour on the field, yeah. their, their, their interaction with the referee and the officials is pretty awful at times. Mm. And, and we appreciate that. And the stick that some of these guys have to yeah, take is unacceptable sure. at times. They, they need protecting. And, and even down in yeah. the grassroots, I had a referee from the grassroots contact Robin and just say, times we need, we need a little bit more help and security. You know, things are happening in grassroots football where, you know, they're, they're, 
mm. uh, lives are being put in danger with, with some things. And so we get all that and we understand that, yeah. you know, that the players have players to be not, better. Yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, just thought that, that this one it was a little light, maybe from the FA, but I'm sure they've got their reasons. Right, mate, that's wrap it up there. We're in a great week of um, European football, with very different performances in the Champions League for Man City and Chelsea. One looks like they're almost through. One looks like there's plenty of work to do. While in the Europa League, Manchester United messed it up against Sevilla, while West Ham they were held in Belgium. We're going to be back on Sunday, that's April the 16th. We'll review match week 31. And as we get the countdown now to the Premier League in the last day, we get some important fixtures at both ends of the table. So make sure you join us for that one. But for now, I'm Earl. He's Musty, together with the two Robbies. Thanks for watching and listening. Be safe, stay healthy. It's a good night from And it's good night from him. Good night. spread the word when you get a fresh hot mccrispy from mcdonald's and you can feel the heat coming through the bag don't try to wait till you get home always respect hot chicken the mccrispy only at mcdonald's Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.